Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. It's good to be back in the saddle. Guys are asking uh, how the Canadian trade negotiations went and what the crop looked like on the way. Well, happy to report negotiations went very well. We were able to negotiate them out of a lot of nice fish. The crop report, yeah, that's another story. I've been making this uh, trade negotiation trip for almost 30 years, and I have to tell you, hands down, this is the roughest start I've seen. The exceptional field is the eye catcher, instead of the other way around, where typically the bad field, as you're traveling, catches your eye. And it's this way from Hayworth all the way to the Canadian border. Usually we, we notice a big difference on the way back compared to the trip up in crop. Boy, this year is pretty much the same on the way back as it was up. Many, many fields with no crop up or maybe not even planted. Janine and I made a trip yesterday to northeast Iowa. Iowa as a state looks a lot better than Illinois, but partially because of how tough Illinois looks. Iowa still has a lot of tough spots, as well as uh, quite a few prevented plant acres that you can tell from the road. Talking with the guys in northern Ohio, they took prevented plant. Ray thinks that the county he's in is about 10% planted, and other reports coming in from Indiana, especially the northern western part, sounds like a, a lot of similar results. A lot of ground just not going to get planted there. In general, the later planted corn actually has the better stands. It's just V4 instead of four foot tall. Now, this by far is the toughest start I've seen in my short 30-year career, which means there's a lot of opportunity in this crop when it comes to price. We know just because we have a good start doesn't mean that we're going to have a big crop in the end. But when you have a tough start, it makes it a lot harder to capture a big crop at the end. Look at what the markets have done since the second week in May. They're also trying to figure out just what's going on out there and how much grain is there going to be at the end. This is why we never walk away from a growing crop. We got to stay on top of those acres that we planted. We're seeing a lot of nitrates coming through the office this past few weeks, and as expected, the longer your nitrogen has been on, and the more water on it, the more is missing. Now, in a lot of cases, like the corn, uh, the nitrogen was applied late, so the losses are somewhat minimal. If you applied all your nitrogen last fall or early in the spring, don't get caught short on nitrogen when you need it to finish. We are having a definite increase in people pulling nitrates for the first time. We welcome you to the 4R nitrogen management concept. For newcomers or people thinking about pulling samples, please, please check with Katie here at the office first and get a rundown on the protocol for pulling, labeling, and shipping these samples. You'll need to follow directions for this process uh, to make the results meaningful at the end so we know what we're working with. Those of you who are VRTing your nitrogen, remember we moved nitrogen from your high supplying areas to your low supplying areas when we wrote that rec. If the higher supplying areas though experience leaching or denitrification of large quantities of nitrogen, they're going to run short because we pulled nitrogen from them uh, 
in the, the original recommendations. This is why we back up our VRT recommendations with nitrates and assessing the weather uh, at the time. Now, most guys pulling nitrates are staying positive on their yield goals. And based on the stands that I've visited, I believe that's for good reason. Pest teams now stay alert on the bugs as well as the weeds. We've seen heavy cutworm damage in some of these fields as well as armyworms, so stay on top of it. These later planted fields aren't safe. There's still a lot of cutworm activity out there. Pay attention. Uh, in the beans, we've had some uh, thistle caterpillar feeding. And remember there, if you get that at this point, 30% defoliation, we probably need to clean them up. The rootworm hatch is uh, well underway and actually feeding has started on the corn roots. So next week, if you want to start doing some floats to look for larvae and doing some counts in your especially your non-GMO fields, but remember we need to get a good handle on how much rootworm we're dealing with this year to make predictions for the future years. Don't forget to watch that early planted non-GMO corn, the big stuff over 18 inches tall for corn borer feeding. So we get some of that showing up as well. I've had a number of calls on slugs in the soybeans. All of them are coming from cover crop fields. Now, Unfortunately, there's just not a good control for slugs except for dry weather. As this wet weather hangs in there, it tends to build those populations pretty quick. Yeah, there are some labeled slugicides, but they're pretty expensive. But all we can do is wait out and look for drier weather and then see if we're going to have to have replant issues at that time. We don't know what kind of yield this crop will bring. But we do know this crop will be a late and a wet harvest. Now is the time to put together your strategy for handling wet corn and a late harvest. Some of you guys do business with elevators that flat gobble up wet corn. If you're one of those lucky guys, stop at the elevator with a box of donuts and thank them for the job they're doing and let them know you're counting on them uh, this fall to basically do the same thing. If your elevator has long lines in a normal year when the corn is dry, I would have a serious talk with your elevator manager and ask them what their contingency plan is when the whole neighborhood brings them wet corn. What is their plan to deal with this wet crop? Some of you have drier capabilities on the farm but haven't spent a lot of money on maintenance the past few years because you didn't need them. Let's start now bringing them up to speed. Don't wait till fall when a dryer technician will probably be hard to find. Some of you have been thinking about upgrading your drying capacity for some time but just haven't pulled the trigger. Get her done. If your neighbor has drying bands and he has taken preventive planting, Take him a box of donuts as well and have a talk with him about renting his dryers. Don't forget to secure, secure your gas supply as well. It's one thing to book it or prepay your fuel. You need to have a conversation with your supplier on how well he's going to be able to deliver that product. When the whole Midwest is consuming large amounts of gas, can he keep up in your supply? takes a lot of coordination between terminals and trucks. So have that conversation. What's the plan to keep it coming when everybody's drying corn at the same time? Please don't sit on your hands 
and at harvest act surprise when the corn is wet and don't have any plan in place to handle the situation as you watch your corn fall down while you're waiting for the moisture to come down. Some of you need to have this conversation with your landlords and your farm managers so they're prepared as well. One grower said, well, if we get an early frost, there won't be anything to harvest. Mm, It doesn't work that way. If we have a freeze before black layer, it will reduce yield, but it will seriously slow down dry down as well. We'll still have to harvest this crop, but we'll have to dry it more. I believe this crop is going to be valuable, so let's not lose it in the last inning of the game. Those who fail to plan better plan to fail. Soil testing crews are swinging as hard as they can between weather fronts, trying to get your testing done. This does require a lot of calling on Katie and Kevin's part every day trying to find dry ground for the crews to operate. So your patience and help in this effort would be appreciated. Another person you should probably take a box of donuts to is your fertilizer dealer. These guys have been spraying corn pre and post and beans pre and post and bugs and handling side dressing and replanting and dealing with all that amongst the wind, the rain, and label restrictions. So don't forget, give them a pat on the back and a box of donuts as well. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.